I V M. Hi, I'm Utsav, a behavior researcher by training and a slow traveler by passion. Postcards from Nowhere is a travel podcast where I condense a decade of travel experiences and explore not just the where but also the why and how to travel. My stories emerge from slow traveling the less explored parts of the world: Bosnia and Herzegovina, Armenia, Uzbekistan, and even China. At the end of each story, I give practical tips and new ideas about how to travel better. This week, we travel to Tamil Nadu and discover how Sangam landscapes shaped Tamil food. That love came from my mum actually. Like she is a voracious reader of books. So after uh, her absence, the only thing pampered me is the books which she was using. Like still, I have those collections. We have lot of books and literally like three hundred to four hundred books in my home, like boxes of books. And all books are uh, something related to Tamil literature and the poems, like which is very much older. Like we have five major epics, Silapadigara, Manimegali, all those historical fictions and everything. So I had no chance to go anywhere to read something new. Like I thought of going through it. Like I said, no. Like when I read those books, it pampered me like her. This is the voice of Anthony, who loves all things Tamil and Tamil literature. He also is the long-time producer of this show, but he isn't your average Tamil enthusiast, but someone who has read and thought extensively about Tamil culture, especially early Tamil literature from the Sangam period. But why exactly is that important, and why are we talking about it? Because it's almost impossible to imagine Tamil culture without Sangam literature. This literature was engraved on palm leaves. and dates the period between 300 BC and 300 AD these classical works composed as hymns ballads erotic verses and lyrics are about kings valor wars loyalty gratitude generosity and love these poems written in ancient tamil graphically describe life in south india under the chera chola and pandya dynasties they eloquently portray an advanced civilization that prevailed in south india during the early centuries but what is lesser known outside of tamil nadu is the impact this had on the food of the region the sangam landscape is the name given to a poetic device that was characteristic of love poetry in classical tamil sangam literature the core of the device was the categorization of poems into different tinais or modes depending on the nature location mood and type of relationship represented by the poem each tinai was closely associated with a particular landscape and imagery associated with that landscape its flowers trees wildlife people climate and geography was woven into the poem mostly to convey a mood associated with one aspect of a romantic relationship most of these were written by jain and buddhist monks who thrived in southern india much before the advent of hinduism through the aryan migration if the connection between landscapes love poetry and food is not adding up i wouldn't blame you here's anthony explaining it the whole tamil nadu is divided into five major divisions based on the lands actually we call it as kurinji mullai marudam neidal palai it will come from the top kurinji is like mountain and the region around mountains and mullai is like forest and the region around forest and marudam is like the cultivating land and the region around cultivating land and then neidal is like the seashore and the region around seashore and palai like if we want to call it in english like we should say it as a deserted region but desert is not in the peninsula of india right so palai is something like on the days of summer this mullai and this forest land and the cultivating land will become palai 
each land has their own cuisines like their own uh, way of eating foods and everything was different to each of the land but all was united as like tamil speaking people now visualize the map of tamil nadu and think of each of these regions as layers of the onion at the cores lies kurinji the mountainous region which makes up the western ghats in tamil nadu the people who lived here were primarily hunter gatherers and foraged for wild honey the soil was a mix of red and black alluvial soil with pebbles and stones and the foods which grew in this soil supported the people jackfruit tubers and foxtail millet all of which are suited to hardy soils in fact bamboo rice or mungil arisi in tamil cuisine comes from the kurinchi region it also gave name to the flower neela kurinchi which blooms only for a few days once every 10 to 12 years blanketing the slopes of the western ghats in radiant white and purple next come the dry parched wastelands palai which were characterized by soil in which little could grow the people inhabiting this region were known as einar maravar and kalivar who were involved in whaling highway robbery and soldiering the region corresponds to the tirunelveli district today which is known for its hot climate with temperatures touching 45 degrees celsius then came the mullai marudam and neidal landscapes and we'll have anthony take us through it and then when you come right down like forests the major work of forest people is like uh, to cattle breeding like so all the milk products was majorly used there in their cuisines and when you come for marudam like they were cultivating paddy and those we call it as sirudhanyam like its millets so kambu tinai kelvaragu so ragi kind of things like all these things were majorly taking part in their cuisine and when you go for the seashore like a dry fish and kallu was uh, one of the major cuisine of the seashore people kallu is something like toddy right so that two different flavored toddies they'll be having and uh, dry fish like different flavored dry fish and all the fishes they were eating the neidal region's inhabitants were known as paradavar nulayar and umanar whose occupations included fishing coastal trade pearl diving and salt manufacturing The settlements were known as Pakam or Pattinam which were maritime trading ports. It gave rise to the modern name of Nagapattinam, the town on the coast of Tamil Nadu known for a clutch of Hindu temples which became important pilgrimage sites. One of the most iconic foods which emerged from this region was fish podi which we covered in episode 136, Podi Jesus Christ and LTT. But there is one aspect of Tamil food which we cannot afford to ignore, one that links all the five Sangam landscapes. Uh, the major uh, link between all these things right flesh and meat were celebrated like anything and people like even today right if you go to the southern parts of tamil nadu the worship comes from keda vetadal keda vetadal it's like they'll be sacrificing a goat to the deity like the ancestral deity and they'll offer that uh, goat to them and then they cook all the parts of the goat from head to toe and they'll be having a feast over there the early inhabitants of the south were overwhelmingly meat eaters they ate meats of rams deer fowl iguana fish crabs and pigs cooked with ghee and spices another important food is like grilling meat actually so that is even like we tend to have that today right like barbecues grills and all right but grilling is like very old and texture when people are in war situations they dig a tunnel over there and they make fire and they take uh, like flesh pieces and they uh, turn it over there in the heat and then eat 
ऑल दीज आर मैंशन ओवर देर इन तोलका पी एम एंड पूरन मोड़ी कांजी तुरई दीज आर द लिटरेचर पीसेस वेयर यू कैन गेट द मेजर लिक्विजींस लाइक वॉट दे आर हैविंग एंड वेन यू गो थ्रू ऑल दीज थिंग्स राइट ऑल द मॉडर्न फूड्स वॉट वी हैव राइट it's totally like which is recreated from the olden foods what people were having like just the names are different beef is celebrated over there in the uh, kerala regions and all but in tamil nadu in the southern parts of tamil nadu where you have lot of temples and most of people turned vegetarian actually but you have so many mentions over there in the literature pieces people eating beef and that too they were celebrating beef like anything so beef was there in that major question and after that i said that religion division right after that particular uh, sai white vaishnavite and that bhakti movement arises after that particular uh, thing the casteism plays an important role over there in tamil nadu and before that people were divided according to their land so in between the medieval period only this caste particular thing comes inside so after this caste got influenced over with the people all this beef consumers are considered as the scheduled caste and low caste people there is archaeological evidence found in neolithic and megalithic burials that prove the meat eating habits of ancient tamils lower neolithic people were leading pastoral life heavily depending upon cattle and agriculture tallying with the depiction of the mullai region upper neolithic people were practicing mixed farming a combination of fishing through the hooks found hunting through different hunting implements charred bones showing roasting of meat cut marks on the bones proving the extraction of marrow from them they were also practicing gathering of deer squirrel tortoise and iguana and domestication of animals such as cattle sheep pigs fowl partridge and quail one of the key reasons why meat came to be seen as taboo is the origin of the bhakti movement in tamil nadu since the 6th century ad it gained prominence through the poems and teachings of vaishnava alavars and shaiva nayanmars before spreading northwards it swept over eastern north india from 15th century onwards reaching its zenith between the 15th and 17th century ad the bhakti movement led to a devotional transformation of medieval hindu society wherein an ascetic monk like lifestyle for moksha gave way to an individualistic loving relationship with a personally defined god one of the key tenets of the bhakti movement borrowed from the scriptures was a focus on vegetarianism the vaishnavites adopted a lacto vegetarian diet and even the shaivites recommend ahimsa and thereby vegetarianism and brahmins are not the only vegetarians in the state Saiva Pillai's land-owning devotees of Shiva and Velalars an agricultural community also do not eat meat. In fact, the Tamil word for vegetarian is Saiva. As per the National Family Health Survey of 2019-2021, only 2.3% of people in Tamil Nadu are purely vegetarian. And while food habits may have evolved across Sangam landscapes, the preference for meat eating, which was prevalent across all of them, has largely remained unchanged. As we travel, we must remember that our food practices will almost always be first shaped by landscape and ecology, and only then by religion and caste. We must go back to one of the foundational aspects of Sangam literature, where each poem is a representation of moral ethics, which is based on the relationships with nature. If you like this podcast, don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IVM Network. You can listen to us on the IVM Podcast app. or ivmpodcast.com you can also follow us on our social media we are at ivm podcasts on twitter and instagram if you want to reach out to me i am utsav memory on twitter and yv travel 42 on instagram